welcome to episode 11. This is the Hello, It's Me. I'm K. Nicole podcast and I'm your host, K. Nicole. So let's go ahead and jump into our recap. So last week we celebrated my one year anniversary for Smudge and we took a walk down memory lane for my one year in business recap. So Make sure you check that out if you haven't seen or heard that episode already. I launched my first eyeshadow palette, my Cloud 9 palette. I also relaunched my Hello It's Me collection. This collection is called Hello It's Me again, okay? And all of the glosses are on sale for $1 during my anniversary. Um, so yeah, make sure you go and check that out. I also restocked all of my lashes and my new lash boxes. So go shop smudge okay go shopping have a good time splurge a little bit stock up on what you need because it's only a dollar for these glosses and they're in my new fat wand tubes and they're amazing so make sure you are shopping um if you haven't seen it already i released the trailer in the first two episodes to my docuseries and then there was smudge so this series is just going to show you kind of where it all started for smudge and i wanted to put this out for my anniversary because i wanted you to see why i'm so emotional right now just looking back a year ago to where i started so um you're gonna see like how it all unfolds how i started this business and how i built it from the ground up so make sure you check that out i have my 20k giveaway going you guys we are almost to 20k on youtube i cannot believe it so make sure you enter the giveaway and just stay tuned because there's going to be more giveaways in the future there's going to be more cool things going on um and 20k is just a huge milestone so we're almost there super excited about it um and that leads me into my next thing if you are watching this on youtube make sure to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up also follow me on all the podcast platforms and leave me a rating and a review on apple Podcasts. um what else is going on crochet by k you guys i am making clothes for the fall season okay make sure you are stocking up on your shags and on your sweaters um and today you know this is, this is fall season, so I want to talk about this. I am drinking my Teamy Blends tea today, you guys. I have Teamy Energy today in my Teamy Tumblr. If you're on YouTube, you can see me. If you're not, go look at it on YouTube so you can see me. Um, I really love this blend, you guys, and I made it today on my IG stories. So make sure you are following me on my personal Instagram page to see all of my favorite Teamy recipes, but I do have a discount code for you guys. You can use code KNicole20 at checkout to save 20% on your orders of $40 or more. Y'all, Teamy Blends is where it's at, so make sure you check them out. I always have all the links down below in my description box. Lastly, I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves and your mental health this week. I know this election has had different effects on different people, but just make sure you're taking care of yourself. I know the media is super crazy right now. All right, so that is it for the recap. I want to go ahead and introduce my guest for today. So today I have my new friend, Alfred Nomad here, and Alfred is a music artist and an activist based out of LA. Alfred started out as a poet and he began putting his lyrics into songs. Okay, Alfred has released several projects independently and he has opened up for some cool people in the music industry. Um, he's even headlined his own US tour and annual festival. So let's go ahead and give Alfred a warm welcome. Hey, Alfred. How you doing? How's it going, K. Nicole? You doing good today? I'm doing well. I'm really excited to be here and I'm excited to have you here with me. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself to my viewers and let them know a little bit about you before we jump into today's topic. 
Sure. Uh, I'm Alfred Nomad. I am an artist, a curator, activist. Um, I uh, started my own brands and uh, platforms for all of the different types of creativity I do. I love making music uh, with hip hop and lyricism, but also like to create live experiences, uh, different visual art, um, and creating a space for other people to be able to do what they love as well and be able to highlight a lot of dope people and create forms of inclusion. And I currently am working on a, or I have a project out right now called Everything Will Be All Right project and initiative focusing on mental health, self-care and community. So that's been a big thing that I've been about lately. So that's a little bit about me. I'm sure you have more questions, but I guess that's the little introduction. Yes, for sure. So we're just going to jump right into it. Okay. So today's topic for the show is everything will be all right. Um, like just take care nice. of yourself. You know, this is something that we should always be doing, but especially now. And this week has been a crazy week. Okay. This election and just everything that's going on in the world right now, the climate that we are in right now, um, it can be very challenging to stay calm, to take care of yourself, to, you know, just take that step back. So I definitely thought it would be beneficial to talk about self-care, why it's important, um, mental health and some of our self-care routines. And we're going to talk about you and how you got started out as well. So let's just jump right in. Um, I would love to just start off by talking about you and how you got started in music. Got you. Uh, I started out, you kind of mentioned it, uh, in po I started out writing poetry. I mm -hmm. had no intention of making music at all. Um, it was kind of just a release for me. It was, uh, I realized now it was, an, it was a form of therapy for myself and I didn't realize it, but I just, but I always wrote poetry that rhymed just because it made sense to do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was, I was like winning awards and stuff for it. And I had two older cousins um, that were at the time they produced and, and uh, made their own music uh, in their house. And I would be around them a lot. And they were like, you write these poems and stuff and you know, you rhyming already. Like you, you should, you should rap. And they made me rap to a beat that they made. And back then we literally were like recording on a boom box. Like we were rapping into a boom box. Mm. Just that. So, but ever since the first time I wrote a verse to a song and, and uh, recorded, recorded, I, I fell in love with it and I just kept doing it from there. And pretty much every day or any day that I could, I was making music. Oh yeah. That's really yeah. cool. You know how it used to be back in the day, mm -hmm. the boom box. I used to have a boom box. Yeah. Well, yeah. are you talking about like a I used karaoke? to call I used to call it a boombox, but it was really a karaoke machine. <laughs> That's what I was like, you talking about like a karaoke you used to swap into, or it was just like an actual boombox? No, it was like an actual like one. Of, it was like a little one. It was probably like this big. It was one of those uh, <laughs> smaller, but it was a boombox. It was like one of those smaller speaker yeah. boomboxes, and we literally would put a tape in there, you know, press play and record, and then mm -hmm. had a beat playing and rap into the boombox, and then you could play it back like that's. Taking it way back, right? But that, that's when I was like a early teen, like maybe 11, 12 years old. But mm -hmm. that was like my first time recording. And then from there, like they had Fruity Loops and different uh, programs to be able to record on a computer. And we actually got a mic and then it just kind of kept going from there. I was about to say, what is Fruity Loops? <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a program to make beats on. But you can, I think you can, no, I don't know if you can record on, uh, record in Fruity Loops, but either way, it's it's a place to, a lot of 
producer started making beats on Fruity Loops. I Have you heard like, FL Studios? Me? Yeah. No. Oh. I, I don't know anything it. about this. Pretty much okay, every yeah. FL every Studio is like, Fruity Loops, started, basically. Yeah. yeah that's, mm. Good to know. See, this is why I surround myself with people like this because I'm always learning. Okay, mm-hmm. if you can't learn from your squad, then you need a new squad. You can't. Yeah, you. Can't. You can't just be stagnant like that. So yeah, you gotta learn every day. So now you know. Yeah, for sure. So how did you come up with your name, Alfred Nomad? How did you come up with that? Um, so Alfred is my actual government name. Mm-hmm. I'm named after my father. And Nomad is basically my lifestyle. I've moved around a whole lot uh, in my life. So I consider myself from Indianapolis, Indiana, but I've lived several places. So I've oh had gosh, a nomadic really? life. Where yeah, have you yeah. been? I was born in D.C. Uh, my my family lived in Maryland um, for the, my super younger years. Then we moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Then we moved to upstate New York. And then me, then my me my mother and my sister moved to indianapolis indiana and then i went to atlanta for college and then just a little less than three years ago i moved to la oh yeah you've been everywhere what college did you go to i went to clark atlanta university okay are you you auc you're auc right no (laughs) you're not what what school did you go to (laughs) we went to scad Scad, that's yeah. right. Scad. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. right. But I definitely did tour Clark Atlanta because I really did. I really wanted to. Um, I wanted to stay in Atlanta at first because I was like, oh, you know, I'm an only child, so I didn't really want to go far from home because I wasn't really used to, you know, not being around the people that I'm used to being around. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I can just go to school in Atlanta. It'll be fine. I can stay on campus. I'm far enough from home, but I'm still home because. My parents live on the outskirts, um, yeah. so it was like an hour from the city. And I'm like, you know, that's that's good. You know, I can still go back if I want to, but still far enough for me to feel like I I went somewhere. But got you. It it was the complete opposite for me, kind of <laughs> like I because I moved to Indianapolis from New York, mm-hmm. and when I got there, the, the other kids that I was around, I was in middle school at this point, and they all were like, "Why'd you move here? Like you were you were in New York. Like why are you here?" <laughs> And it was kind of like from that moment, I was like, I'm gonna end up leaving here <laughs> whenever I can. And uh, but I, I love I love Indianapolis. I love the people there. Um, but I knew I had I had seen other places. I knew there was other things outside of that city. And mm-hmm. uh, as soon as I graduated high school, the only two colleges I applied for were Morehouse and Clark. Period. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I took a I took a it's it's interesting. I took a um, like a college prep class mm-hmm. uh, in my high school and it suggested that I go to these one of these schools or whatever. And those were only two I applied for. So um, my father actually lives in Fayetteville, Georgia. So, okay. So I had somebody there. So, but yeah, those are the only two schools I even applied to college for. So I knew I was going to end up going somewhere else. Wow. Yeah. See, I, I'm from New Jersey originally. Look. Okay. Right. In New Jersey. Okay. I see. I see. I'm right. from New Jersey originally. So, Everyone just knew, like, I was going to go to college in New York. They're like, oh, she's going to go back home, you know, closer to home and go to fashion school up there. And I'm like, I do not want to go to New York. Why not? I don't know. Well, first of all, I didn't want to be that far. I was like, there. I'm going to be stuck there. Like, I'm not going to be able to come home until it's time for me to come home. So I didn't like that about it. And I literally don't know anyone up there. Like, nobody. Uh-huh. 
and I don't know, it was just too far. I don't, I don't really want to be up north like that anymore. Um, I'm so used to being here in the south, so I'm like, mm, I don't want to go that far. I'm not trying to go back up north. So I was like, no, let me find another school because I studied fashion marketing. So I was really trying to look for a really nice art school to go to. And SCAD is like always popping up as number one. But um, even Clark has a fashion program. So that's why I ended up touring there because I was interested okay. in that too. I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, HBCU, I can get fashion, I can get culture, I can get everything that I need, you know, but yeah. it just didn't end up working out. And I applied to SCAD and, you know that was that was a whole journey um but yeah that's yeah, really that's cool school. oh yeah it's great it's great i won't i won't wouldn't trade it for the world um what was your major in um at clark what was my major at clark yeah uh it was um i was mass communications okay. mm. like radio radio television was like my focus mm-hmm. um but yeah mass communications so it, it worked out i was trying to actually find something that I would enjoy as much as I did making music or something that made mm-hmm. sense within entertainment. My favorite job working for somebody else was working at a radio station. I worked at the jazz radio station pretty much throughout the whole time I was in college. I interned as soon as I, Dana, as soon as I got there as a freshman. That's and I, I got on the payroll by my sophomore, sophomore year and I was working for the radio and TV station. That's there. so cool. So that was my, that was the funnest job I've ever had. Yeah. What, what were you doing there? Were you like programming or? I did everything from uh, working at the front desk to I was I did the I did like the weather and the news on, on the air before like writing short stories. I I was a yeah I um I was the producer for like a double syndicated show between the t- uh, TV station and the radio station. So I, I moved around and I worked in the like raising fundraising. Like I did everything you could do probably in in like the radio realm at least. But yeah, it was fun though because you just everybody's pretty chill or cool and. You just get to be around music and nobody's really bothering you like mm-hmm. that. So it, it's it was it was a nice job. So I enjoyed it. Were you I, an artist during this time too, or were you um, like just doing music on the side? Um, I, on, on the side, I mean, while I was in school, I was I had I was in like a couple rap groups. I was doing like every talent show <laughs> at the school and <laughs> doing um, whatever like little showcases and stuff around the city, uh, and just trying to figure it out. So in the meantime. I can just imagine Alfred like giving me the the weather of the day. <laughs> it was it was cool because like my dad he lived in Georgia, so uh, he would be in the morning on his way to work or wherever he could listen to me. He could wake up listening to me in the morning, so that was kind of cool. That's that is cool. I was doing something. I wish I knew somebody that was on the news station. <laughs> Luckily, nobody, it was like the jazz station, so none of my friends was trying to get me to plug them or nothing. <laughs> That's hilarious. But that was cool, though. It was a cool experience, though. It sounds like it. I feel like I'm getting to know you even more now. So let's talk about some of your projects. I feel like a lot of your music right now, it really aligns with what is going on right now in this climate that we're living in. Um Everything will be all right. How did that all start? It started while I was actually starting to record for another project, uh, another album that I was working on. But I, it was just real life stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. I was transitioning and, and having tough times with certain things and 
even with especially moving out here to LA was like super tough. If nobody, if you haven't lived out here before, if you have, you know, it's it's super expensive out here. And I moved out here dang near with nothing, like my wife and I, uh, and it was really tough. And plus we were like newly married and dealing with all of those things at one time can be really tough. Mm -hmm. And just trying to like work in as many odd jobs as I could. And honestly, uh, I was telling myself everything would be right. It was a mantra I kept telling myself to kind of get through things. And the music that, you know, cause music kind of imitates life. You know, you, you, I wasn't in the mood of the project that I was making. I was making this, I was trying to make this like upbeat album, um, you know, that not, isn't really focused on anything like that, but I had all this real life stuff going on. And um, so I, my, the music I ended up making during that time was kind of gearing towards that. And that mantra I kept telling myself, it it kind of ended up matriculating itself into a project. And uh, and as I was getting through this, it was it was a form of therapy for me. And I realized I learned more about mental health, and 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 I and I figured it would be a good way to help other people too with this because I feel like other people needed to have that sort of mantra as well or that type of motivation too. So yeah. That's kind of how it started. For sure. I feel that. I was listening to it the other day again because I, I listened to it. Um, I started listening to it when, you know, we first started talking when you reached out to me. But I was listening to it the other day and it was just like, you know, the first song, Peace and Quiet, that intro that you do. And you were like, has anybody seen me? And I was like, what? What? Because... I always feel like, yeah, I always feel like, you know, even just as a human being, but especially as a creative, like we get lost sometimes we get lost in the sauce. And I always feel like, you know, I don't feel like myself sometimes. And I hate that feeling because I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to break out of it. I don't know how to move forward. I don't know how to keep going. And I'm like, I can't really stop for too long because I have so many things on my plate. But it really resonated with me. Like, I feel like this project is reaching a lot of people. Um, and I think that is really cool what you're doing, especially with mental health. Um, so I definitely wanted to talk a little bit about that because I know you're really big on not only, you know, shedding light and gaining awareness, but taking that next step. Yeah. Uh, the, the album itself, I was really uh, meticulous on the songs, like the choices and how it flows throughout the album. And it's basically like a journey from being in a space of, you know, uh, depression and, and kind of um, not feeling connected to anything and feeling lost and then finding your way to yourself and mm-hmm. then to the community or your support system as well, like uh, by the end of the album. Um, and like I said, as I was, as I was trying to figure out things for myself, it, it just, uh, it, showed me that I, I basically, okay, I'll tell a quick story. So I had a, it, what really pushed me to, to go towards mental health is um, the song, I don't, hopefully I'm not jumping too far ahead, but the song Suffer in Silence on the album, it uh, was a real story. Um, I had a, a, a like an emotional breakdown one day and that has never happened to me in my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I ended up writing a song about it. And just I, me realizing like I was holding a lot of stuff in and wasn't really expressing it. I was out here in LA by myself. Like it was the only person, I only know about a handful of people that even live out here before now, but when I, at that time. And uh, 
And from that, I was like, okay, I need to take this seriously. Like, this is a real thing. Like, mental health is a real thing. You know, self care is a real thing. And that I met, I got, I became real, real intentional about uh, my mental health and my self care. And from that, I ended up creating these virtual spaces for other people with the project. And and I realized the gap that is there between people that have mental health awareness and then people who actually know like what that is or what the, what resources there are there when it comes to mental health and, and therapy and the stigma around therapy and all of that. Like, you know, I don't know how, about you, but growing up, it's like, you don't go to no therapist. Like, like you, you looked at as you're crazy or they call it a shrink or whatever, you know? So it's, it has like a negative thing about it. So yeah, um, I wanted to give an opportunity for more people to be able to, um, to learn more about what mental health really is and how to really uh, handle that. You know? Yeah. And, um, when I was growing up too, you know, we didn't really talk about that much um, until when I get to when I got to college. It really started to become more of a thing because um, I guess you know art school it has its different effects on different people. But a lot of people were going through some things. Like a lot of people got to school and you know they already were dealing with depression, dealing with anxiety, dealing with stuff like that. And some people felt like they weren't supported you know, by the university while we were in school. Um, so I also was going to ask you about that. Like, how was that for you in college? Because I know a lot of people right now, they're they're a little stressed because college is like a whole different situation now. We're doing stuff online or however it played out for some people. So I know that's probably, you know, weighing on a lot of people's mentals too. But how was it at Clark for that type yeah. of thing when it came to mental health? Yeah, so I it's it's really interesting the journey that I had in college. So one, I'll say when I was in college, social media was a little bit different. Like mm-hmm. we had Facebook at that point in time. It wasn't <laughs> like Instagram and tw- I mean Twitter was a thing too, but everybody was really on Facebook and it was like you had to go home and post. You couldn't be in the moment oh, sharing stuff. Okay. You know what I'm saying when I was there, but um but but that's not the point. But I started out Dang near from the very first night that I was at Clark, I had, I just immediately had a group of friends that I was hanging around. So Mm -hmm. I was around people. I had, it was seven of us. It was seven of us that hung out all the time, every day. And that was till maybe my junior year. And it was like, as you, as you get older and as things happen, as new people come around in the group and, and people start getting their own way. uh, I got to a point where a lot of the people I was hanging with, I realized didn't have my best interest in mind. Right. And I ended up moving like out of like breaking the lease and moving out of where I was at. And I ended up moving in with my dad. Like that was actually a, a low point for me. Uh, my, like my day of my senior year in college, like, cause I, I basically all the people I was hanging with throughout my whole college time at that point, like they were getting me in the, in the mess and, and just, I knew they weren't right. That, yeah, so it so that was interesting, but the, but out of that though, I ended up finding some friends. I ended up connecting with friend, new friends that are like my people I rock with all the time now, and actually have helped build like my love brand and everything with me too. So it's like now I'm around the people that are really on the same page with me, and that's no knock to the people that I used to hang with at all, <laughs> but <laughs> heavy because um, I'm still cool with a lot of them, but. Yeah, but that but it was it was just interesting. You. Yeah, I've I've but I've I've been there where you're you're around people all the time. You feel like you got people, and where you can be around people and feel alone. 
and, and be mm-hmm. completely alone and stressed. And, and college is hard anyway, because, you know, especially if depending on what you how you grew up or what you're used to. But you got to make sure you nobody's looking out for you. You know, you got to look out and make sure that you taking care of your stuff and you graduate on time. So, you know, I went through all of that stuff. You know. Hello. No one's holding your hand out here. It's the real world. Um, I like that you mentioned your brand because you actually host a whole festival. And I definitely want to talk about that because I would love to host a festival one day. That sounds amazing. Yeah, we got to get you uh, connected for Love Fest next year, for sure. But yes, the the festival... The festival I do is called Love Fest. It's with my brand, uh, the culture brand called Love. It's spelled L-X-V-E. It stands for love and value, everything and everyone. And it's it's basically a culture brand that's based around music, art, and culture, and just highlighting um, and encouraging creatives to do what you love. And our main mantras are do what you love, spread love, and not be afraid to put yourself out there to receive love. So we just want you, like if you're doing what you love, and you know, and you and you surround yourself with like-minded people, y'all will end up being able to, you know, get further. So that's what it's all about. It's just creating this community of people supporting one another and being able to shine your light on what you what you do. Yeah, I definitely would love to be a part of it. Um, so this year you had it virtually, right? Yeah, yeah. This year was our fifth year anniversary. Uh, it had to be virtual this year, obviously. But thankfully, we were able to pivot, and it was kind of cool. And it, I feel like it worked in our benefit because we were able to have more people involved because it wasn't stuck to a geographic location. Because typically, it's been based in Atlanta every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because I was planning to start expanding the the festival, and I was going to have a Love Fest LA and a Love Fest Atlanta. Um, but uh, because of COVID, it became virtual. But then now we had performers from all over the world that um, were involved. So. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I feel like this whole thing, like it, it, it's been crazy, but so many good things have also come out of it because a lot of things that have went virtual have just had so many more people turn up. Like, cause we don't have anything else to be doing. Like, you know, people are inside, people are on their phones, on their computers. So I feel like that's really cool. And I think that's, that's awesome that y'all were still able to, you know, celebrate your fifth anniversary virtually and had more eyes on it so more people are waiting for next year i'm pretty sure yeah yeah exactly so i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm already scouting people for next year they don't know it yet but <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm exciting 2021 it it's actually um i think it's actually tonight there's a concert um with kachinata what and he's doing um, oh really yeah because oh, yeah he, he like sold tickets and everything um He's, like is he virtual. doing a virtual tour or something yeah, like he's that? Yeah, um, okay. like today is North, North and South America, and tomorrow is Europe. So I'm going to be tuning into that tonight. You bought a ticket. Yeah. I know you bought a ticket. Yeah, I was, so. was going to buy one for on the show here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but like literally the week before the show. They we were all supposed to go, huh? Yeah, because like we didn't even buy, well, um, Amelia bought her ticket, but we were about to buy ours. And then like literally that next day they called. Um, the shutdown, and so we were like, <laughs> can't go through that anymore. But I think they're on, they rescheduled it for next year. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's still doing the virtual tour today and tomorrow, so definitely can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm still wondering if even next year we'll yeah. be back to to doing shows like we are. I'm kind of prepared to do things virtually still. Yeah, maybe like small, intimate stuff all next year. I, I don't even know. I know we all were like hoping fall 2021, but. 
I'm still wondering because we're we're spiked right now. Right. You know, it's worse than ever right now. So right. like it'll be a little bit closer, but we still won't be like all the way to like Mm-mm. be able to come together for actual concert or festival. So. Mm-mm. Because people Man. acting like this thing just going to expire on yeah. December 31st. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, listen, this is works. not over. Okay. <laughs> Definitely does all. not work that way. Yeah. I mean, this is like kind of the new normal for me now because we've been doing it for so long. So I'm like, when we even go out even a little bit, like to go out to grab lunch, even though we're, you know, socially distanced, we're outside, it still feels so awkward. Like it feels yeah uncomfortable. I, I, <laughs> I feel like there's gonna be a PTSD. Yes. In this, even when they say, "Okay, it's cool, y'all don't have to wear masks and all that," I feel like everybody's still gonna be kind of. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? What changed? So, what day are you gonna say, "Oh, tomorrow it's fine. Just don't wear your mask anymore." I'm gonna Honestly, be like, I feel like, it's what? never gonna change unless they unless they actually have like a legit cure. Yeah. Something for it. It's not gonna change. I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. So. Mm. That's true. Yeah, I think it's yeah. It, it's it's still gonna be uh, like I said, it's still it's, they're still gonna it's it's, it's kind of like pre nine eleven and then after nine eleven at the airport. It's kind of going. I feel like it's gonna be kind of like that. Like yeah. there's gonna be precautions moving forward, mm-hmm. just in general, and then you know we'll we'll see what happens from there. Like, that's crazy to think like for the rest of our lives, like, might be a mask everywhere. That's crazy. Right. I hope it ain't like that. Though. I know. I'm hoping, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I'm not trying to wear masks the rest of my life. That's crazy. crazy. Like, I, I, feel, I feel bad for the kids, man. Because yes. one, I'm like one with social media is like I don't even know how they like reality is just completely different for mm-hmm. kids now. You know, they don't even know like just the people you know. And then now you got this whole thing now where you can't even see people in the face. You know, y'all can't even hug. Like, I don't even know how the kids are gonna process right. interaction and relationships. Like. I I can't even imagine how they're going to process this. I don't even know. I feel so bad because so many small kids are doing like virtual learning and everything. And I'm like, you know, when you're so small, that's like the prime time for you to develop all of those things and to really just live life and grow up. And I'm like, they're in front of screens. Like, I mean, you know, screens are good when you're young to introduce a lot of things to you, but like just everything on the screen. Yeah. Like just. (laughs) fully dependent on screen time, I just feel so bad. I don't know. It's just so weird. And so many people are also like having kids during this time. And I'm like, ooh, that just, that really stressed me out to think of like going through all of that and you don't have emotional support, like how you want to. Nobody can come in with you. Nobody can go to the doctor with you. Nobody can do anything with you. I'm like, I would be traumatized if I was in that situation, like traumatized. Yeah. And even going to the doctor now, like a lot of doctors, like I've, I know people really close to me that had trouble even going to see a doctor. Like if you show certain symptoms, they wouldn't see you in person and stuff like that. So that I don't know how insane. it is out there. But yeah, but it's, it's, it's wild times. But I do say this though, on one good note of it is that I do feel like people are going to be, even after things open back up, they'll be way more open to virtual things mm-hmm. so i feel like now it's, it's probably gonna be even harder for people to get out the house because like i'll just watch you know yeah. whatever virtual concert i don't I'm, i don't feel like dealing with people today i'm gonna just yes tune into it that sounds like me all the way i'm like oh no i'm just gonna on my tv yeah. it's fine no, I, I already missed that energy man like there's there's nothing that can match the energy of like people in real life you're a whole dj like, but even like i'm just a fan of music in general and so just like having the energy with like everybody like seeing one artist like that's just unmatched. Yeah. 
I agree because I did one social distanced performance, like a uh, show mm-hmm. this year, and everybody was so happy to be around each other. Exactly. Like we didn't, we all didn't know each other from a can of paint, but everybody was super excited to be around each other and just happy. Yeah. It's nothing like the live interaction, and live exactly. shows, and, For and sure. like real face to face. Uh, you know, interaction. There's nothing like it. So I do miss it too. Get lost. I miss it too. Like I'm just thinking about like the house parties at Scat. Like, do you know how many people we had in one house? Can you imagine doing that event. right now? We had a four K event. <laughs> there's so like, there's some people still doing it. They shouldn't be, but there's people doing that right now. I know, and that is like making me so uncomfortable because we've been there. That's why I'm like, we've done this in college and yeah. like house, have house packed- parties sound so. Packed some yeah, houses out. It sounds so gross now, exactly. like doing a house party. Yes. Like a yes. college house party, <laughs> sweaty house party. Just... That one party <laughs> where every all the shirts came off, those guys, yeah. and they were just sweating everywhere. I'm like, I can't even think about that right now. Sounds where were we at? I think we were at an Airbnb. Are you talking about for, um, for me, Jeanette? Yeah, party? I think that was her birthday. Yeah, that was very hot. That was because of a small house anyway. Small like, house. So many people, people are dancing, people are sweating, guys are taking their shirts off, sweat is going everywhere. I'm uncomfortable. Like the like the hot in here video. It's like that could never happen. <laughs> that it'll be so long before that happens again. Man. That's not long. Yeah. Oh, that will happen again. <laughs> oh man. That's crazy to think about. People gonna look at the Nelly Hot in Here video and be like, you remember when it was used to be like that? When you could do that? Like, yeah. Remember when we could go outside and just, you know, be carefree. We could just, you know, worry about the errands that we had to run today or what we had to get done today. We didn't have to think about really anything else. But, yeah. I mean, hey, everything happens for a reason. I feel like we've all learned so much out of this. And it's forced us to really become more creative to you know, create those spaces for people and still create yeah. platforms where people can still have a good time, but from home. Yeah. So how, I how, think that's, yeah. I'm sorry, saying? go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, I, I do think that was a, a cool thing about this whole year is mm-hmm. that it leveled a playing field to an extent and it really kind of showed you who the real creative people are, like who was able to pivot and get creative with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like you said, create create these spaces and platforms. Like that's what we've been able to do, and people like yourself. So I think that's really dope. And you can tell the people that were just doing what everybody else was doing, and the people that really are innovative. You know. Yeah. yeah but um, how how has it been for you, like as an artist, to like navigate through this social distance like pandemic? Uh, it's it's been interesting. Um, from a creative standpoint, it wasn't it wasn't too bad for me because uh for the last seven plus years recording music i've been recording using a mic like this at my home by myself recording and then i kind of bring other people into the process after i've already started typically so it kind of it kind of didn't stop as i kept doing it like it was kind of the same thing i would plan stuff out work on stuff myself and then contact people to get involved. So mm. that kind of worked in my favor that I kind of had this own self-starter initiative kind of thing for myself. Uh, but at the same time, it, I had to switch my whole plans for the year. Like I was planning to try to, to organize a tour for this year. And and like I said, about Love Fest was going to be in multiple places. And, and um, I was going to do these um, like exhibition events. Like I was going to do all these different 
live things, but we couldn't do any of that. So that's why I ended up having to do these uh, virtual events um, throughout this year. But I liked it though. It, it ended up working in my favor though, I think, because it made stuff more inclusive and I couldn't have planned the year to be how it is now with, you know, with my album being called Everything Will Be All Right. Like I didn't plan it like this. It wasn't like the pandemic happened. I was like, okay, I'm gonna make this project. You know, yeah. it was like it was already, it was already happening, but it just turned out that when I was about to make drop this project about mental health and looking at look, taking care of yourself and the people around you that the pandemic happened and I couldn't have timed it any better, but it was necessary and it just made it even more something that people need. Uh, so I just, from then I just started creating these virtual spaces to bring people together and try to, you know, create support systems for people and stuff. So it worked out. I just been kind of half planning, half paying attention and doing what's needed, you know? Everything is in alignment, okay? Mm-hmm. Firm believer yeah. of it. That's what I was like, that's so crazy that this project was already like happening, you know? Yeah, it was it was already I had stuff drawn out about this over a year before this whole thing happened. So it's kind of wild. But you know, that's God's timing. That's what was supposed to happen. Hello. It, it helped me through it <laughs> even more for sure. I saw in, um, in another interview you did um, like a little bit about the album cover. You said you had, you had drew the album cover like before you. Um... Yeah, yeah. So that's was a cool thing to see happen. So yeah, I I I have no. I have Google. I'm I'm a big like note taker, write it down, manifest it kind of kind of person. So I uh, I have these doodles in my notebook. I don't have it on me right now, but I have like this notebook I drew doodle ideas in and I have like these images for this project. And one of them was like my face looking beat up and stuff for the album. And I ended up being able to, I got a, I actually got a grant and I was able to shoot the video even during the pandemic, um, safely shoot this um, video for uh, the um, Peace and Quiet video. And during that video shoot was when I shot the cover for the album and everything. But I didn't, I didn't plan out like how the makeup was gonna look on my face and everything. Like it just all, it ended up looking exactly like the doodle that I drew, and it's it's just crazy. Like if you go to my Instagram page, you can see it. Um, but it just it ended up being exactly the way that I planned it, which is pretty wild. Wow, I'm glad you brought that up because I was definitely gonna ask about it. I was mm-hmm. like, I need to know what was the concept behind okay. this. It was just, yeah. it's so interesting. It's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, I'm going to get a little bit of a spoiler alert, but that's fine. I have this vi- I have a video. The fir- well, One of the first videos I dropped for uh, the Everything Will Be Alright album was just the, the intro called Peace and Quiet. And uh, in the video, you see me going through this shoot with my face all beat up and you don't, there's no real context or anything like that. But the, the main point of it is uh, for the album cover and everything is showing the pain that we feel on the inside, on the outside. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, we all, you know, tend to feel really beat down and, and hurt, you know, but we don't, we all walk around like everything is cool. And, you know, and maybe only people that really, really, really know us can tell that something's off, you know, but we walk around with a smile on our face and pretend everything is all right, but it's not. And so that was me showing our internal pain externally and just kind of putting it all on the on the surface. So that's like the, the um, message behind the album cover and artwork. I love that. Yeah. 
I'm hydrating. Okay. Did you bring your favorite drink today? No. You know what? I blew it. I blew it on that. I did not. I knew I was forgetting something. No, that's okay. Bring, but actually, low key, I I mean, I got water on me. Like water. I drink. If I'm being real with you, ninety percent of what I drink is water. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, sounds like so. I mean, I guess now. this is my favorite drink. Like I. If I have juice or or a beer or something, it's it's kind of a treat because I'm drinking water all day every day. So. Mm-hmm. I need to yeah. drink more water. I drink a lot of tea. Mm-hmm. That's not I bad. Mean, tea though. is still good. It's still yeah. it's still water. Yeah, that's, tea. That's not that's not a bad alternative. Yeah. You should definitely drink water, but tea I know, isn't right? bad because that's basically water. It, right, stuff in it, so. right. That's why I'm like, it's still good. You know, I'm getting in yeah. more water because I'm drinking more tea. But I should probably drink more tea, low key. It's really nice, you know. It has a lot of oh yeah, like the immunity ones. You need need to stock up on all that good stuff. All right, gotta take care of yourself. Listen, you have to, especially now. I always say that I'm like, listen. In the past, I have you know slipped up in that area, but I'm like now I cannot let myself slip up because usually, like when I would get really burnt out, I would catch a cold, and. I was just like, girl, you are not going to catch a cold during this pandemic. Okay. That's what we're not going to do. do. Yeah. That's what we're not going to do. So I've really been making sure I've been drinking a lot of tea, a lot of immunity shots, a lot of vitamins and everything to just keep everything balanced because I will not let stress win during this pandemic at all. Amen to that. So... Now that I've started talking about self-care, I want to talk about self-care too, because I really need more guys' perspective on this topic. So like, what are some of your self-care routines? Like, what do you like to do? Yeah, so uh, I'm pretty simple, but it's effective for me. I The the main thing, the main point of my self-care is making space and time for myself. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. And the easiest form for me to do that is at the beginning of my days before I do anything for anybody else I do something for me so uh like I meditate um I I I will write stuff out or write write ideas down or just write if anybody has read the book The Artist's Way if you want to start something like that like writing that's a great thing to to start on the book The Artist's Way because it just is like making morning pages and just writing whatever you're thinking about but meditation and exercise are great forms of self-care for me um meditation has helped me to steal your mind and and center yourself mm-hmm. and make you a little bit more aware of yourself and your body like I, i've noticed that since i've met, started meditating i can notice tension in my in my body or in myself easier and realize i can i don't know if you've ever like been sitting somewhere and your your, your fist is balled up and you didn't realize it or yeah your, you know, your, your shoulders are tense or whatever i i pick that stuff out quicker now because um, I'm a little bit more aware of my body and, and my and how I'm centered, but those are uh, main things for me. But the main point is to figure save some space and time for myself every day. But for me, I, the the best thing is in the mornings before I do anything else, if possible. I like that. I wish I was a morning person because I am not. Well, that's okay. I mean, it, it's it's whatever is best for you. You know, maybe for you, it's whatever what you do to calm yourself at night. You know, if you're a if you're a night owl, maybe it's whatever way to to take you down and and um, 
and relax you before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's, it's just figuring out whatever makes sense and is best for you. I'm definitely more of a morning person than a night owl. At, at a certain point at night, I can't do anything. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't write anything out or like I even back in school, I couldn't write. Like if I had a paper due after about midnight, a little after midnight, I was done. I, I can't focus. What? Um, Those are I can the do, prime hours over here. <laughs> I, I can make music. That's about the only thing I can do at mm. night, late at night. And that's if maybe I'm around other people and we're just working. But, you know, on my own, I'm definitely a morning, afternoon person for sure. On my own, just doing stuff. But, yeah, not a night out at all. I thrive <laughs> I in those hours. I goes to bed. <laughs> I don't. Are you more of a morning person or a night owl by choice? Um, because by force, you know, we have certain routines, but. Probably a night owl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I pretty much do everything at night. Like, even like editing or like music. Just, I don't know. It just feels like everything comes to me at once. That's <laughs> the, that's, I mean, we couldn't be a more perfect pair because I'm like, you know. You'll be worried about keeping keeping people up at night when you're up and you're like banging around and like trying to work on stuff and then they're trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah that would be tough. I'm not, <laughs> I'm a super light sleeper too. That would be really tough. But I will say this: I do get some of my best ideas late at night because mm-hmm. I'm I'm real. It happens a lot for me. I'll uh, be I'll wake up at like three four in the morning and we'll have some idea keeping me up. But, and that's why I make notes and stuff like that. Uh, but for, but I'm not a night owl, though. I wouldn't consider myself a night owl. So. See, my problem is they come to me at night, and then I have to, like, not only write it down, but I have to feed into it. I don't know why. It's like mm-hmm. I will not be able to go to sleep. My mind so, will keep going and going and going, and I won't be able to sleep. I have a question. So if you're a night owl, mm-hmm. how do you, when do you sleep? You know, especially if you got stuff to do during the day. Like, how does that work? You don't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I've been working on is balance. Um, I've I've kind of got it down, but it definitely could use more work. So I'm the type of person like every night I'll go to sleep probably like one a.m. or two a.m. at the latest, and I get up at eight thirty. So I'm on average getting like six hours of sleep each night. So. That's that's just how much I sleep. I know I should sleep more for sure, but I don't know. I just can't I can't help it. Like I gotta feed into, you know, what's going on when I get new ideas or like I'm trying to do new collections and stuff is just coming to me. I'm like writing it all down. And then once I write it all down, I'm like, oh, let me just research this one thing real quick so that I could write that down too. And then I'm on the computer for like three hours. So mm. I gotta do that, but then I gotta wake up and go to work and, you know, do orders and everything. So yeah, it's, it's a very delicate balance, but, um, if it was up to me, I would, you know, kind of work a later shift in the day. Like I would love if I could start my day at like 3 PM, you know, like if I could sleep in and then just like take my time and get up and do my hygiene, do my skincare and then go to work. I would love that. I would love that. And then I can come home at a decent time and still have time to feed into whatever else is going to come to me that night. But that's not how life works right now. <laughs> hey, yeah, eventually you'll get there to when yeah. you can 
get up when you want to get up. Yeah. Know? I'm trying to, I'm really trying to train myself because I'm like, you know, I'm kind of used to getting up a little bit earlier now because even like getting up at 830, like a year ago, I was not a fan. I, I just couldn't do it. Like I have the worst attitude in the morning. Like it's not even funny. So I'm yeah. like, you have to do better. You got to work on yourself. And you know, this is, this is what it is. I'm compromising right now, you know, to make everything work with everyone else's schedule too. So it's like the schedule works for me. My schedule is the most flexible out of everyone that I work with. So it works for them. It works for me. I just got to get up in the morning and get it done, but it's not bad. Um, and you know, I try to take the weekends to just really sleep, catch up for the week and then reset. So yeah, that's kind of how I'm functioning. Cause I'm pretty sure, you know, you can't you can't live off of five hours of sleep every night for too long. So no, even though they'll tell you all you need is four, but that's not four. What? Okay. Some like if you I've I've heard like Diddy and Ryan Leslie like say that they for a long period for a long stretch of their career they were only sleeping like four hours a night. But the body can actually can function if you with four hours of sleep. And I know one other one person that has told me that they do this um like shift thing. Like they they'll go a certain amount of hours during the day and they'll then sleep for like four hours and mm. then they'll continue for a certain amount of hours during the day and then they'll sleep four hours. It's like real we we it's like real different. I don't know. Like they'll be up at random hours. It's yeah. Not for the faint of heart. I don't think. I don't suggest it. I need my hours of sleep. So I, I was about to say, it. I don't think I would be able to function like that if I was taking naps throughout the day. I'm not team no sleep at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> that is you so funny. Um, okay, so we can switch gears a little bit because I know we wanted to talk a little bit more about your work and how you work. So I know that you've been doing a lot of stuff independently. So mm. definitely wanted to get your perspective on that. I mean, that kind of fits in with my life, you know, being an entrepreneur and having to figure out how to make things happen when it's just me or me and a small team of other people. So how has that experience been for you? Been a, um, it's been an uphill kind of kind of battle thing, but I, it's also one that with momentum, it gets a little easier. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, like you kind of said, you have to be your own self-starter and motivator. That's the biggest thing. If you're going to be some sort of entrepreneur, you got to be able to um, to execute and you got to be able to sell. You, don't, you can't depend on other people to get things started or going or, you know, have as much drive as you like. You got to be able to do it. So, right. Uh, I, but yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been, um, a, a learning process throughout the whole time. I would say like, you have to, uh, um, you just learn as you go. That's kind of been my whole motto. Like I don't let nobody stop me on what I'm trying to do. You know, if you're down with what I'm doing and you're helpful then or we got some common interest and great, if you aren't down anymore, or you not picking up your slack or whatever, like I'm not letting nobody or nothing stop me from getting done whatever whatever I want to get done or whatever I want to do on a, on a big goal so that's the biggest thing and then also is I've learned of finding a win-win-win for the people that you work with so mm -hmm. like figuring out finding you know like-minded people that have common goals and figuring out what it is that they want and what they want to get out of something and figuring out ways to make it make sense for everybody and 
then you have people that will build with you, you know, what you're doing because y'all have a common goal or at least what, what's, what's getting worked out will benefit them too. And that's kind of how it's been. And now I'm just grateful that I have a group of guy of, of people that uh, we all have common goals and believe in the same things and are, are all building up together. So now I'm not on my own doing everything. Uh, and I've connected with another organization called The Rattle that's been helping me a lot too since I've been out here in LA. So I have people around supporting now with what I'm doing. So that's grateful. But it, it started with just me not giving up and just making sure to get stuff done, you know? For sure. I always tell people, I'm like, keep going. Okay. You decided that you wanted to do this. You wanted to do this on your own. Just, you got to start it. You got to start somewhere. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people look at us now a little bit more seasoned and they think that it started out like this. And I'm like, no, had to go through some things to get through some yeah. things to get to where I yeah. am today. Um, yeah, Absolutely. that's that's one thing that I'm super excited about now with this new series that I'm working on on my channel because I kind of like just have all this content from a year ago when I first started my business when I didn't know anything and I was struggling with everything um, and I had never put that content out. So I'm like, well, now you have the opportunity to know me now in my present and now you can look back to where I was a year ago and see like, okay, me and you might have been in the same spot at one time or another, yeah. you know? So Yeah. Exactly. It's it's like you just gotta start and just and you know and learn as you go. I think mm -hmm. that's something that holds people back is people want it to look like yes. where they want it to end up. Mm -hmm. You know, and if it doesn't look like that starting out or they don't know all they don't have all the information, they just won't even start, you know, or they don't stick with it. Right. So I think that's what di differentiates a lot of people from ending up seasoned or just always trying to start something, you know, mm -hmm. and not really getting nowhere. So I'm nowhere near where I want to be in the end. Hello. But I'm, you know, but, you know, it's still, I, I'm seeing the difference. This year has been a, a pretty pivotal year for me, I feel like, too, for sure. Same over here. This year has been that year for me. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that you found me because of social media, you know, yeah. like I'm working on shout out to Thrice content. Groove. Yes. Shout out to Thrice Groove. Shout out to uh, episode seven. I really enjoyed that. You know, I'm trying to really build up this platform. So like today is our first virtual interview and, you know, I just really yeah. want to have this space to include more people in my journey, include more people um, to come here and share their story. So I really appreciate you being here with me today. Yeah. Glad to. All right. So this is my last question. So I know, you know, you're working on a lot of things behind the scenes. I'm pretty sure you're already planning for 2021, but are there any other topics or like areas that you're really passionate about that you want to, you know, shed light on when it comes to your music or any of your other projects that you're working on? Because I know you were really passionate about mental health, but I didn't know if you had anything else that was like really exciting you to create. Yeah, so there's two things I can think of right now. Well, there's a few things, but uh, one is the the one of the big things for me that I'm passionate about is kind of how the, like with the love brain how it started is just encouraging people to do whatever it is you really want to do. You know, I especially if it's something you love to do, like I, I want to encourage you to to do that and not be afraid to put yourself out there and try things and meet more people. Like that's 
a big thing for me is just encouraging people because I I grew up with a mother that said I could be whatever I want to be and mm-hmm. and you know was supportive as long as I wasn't hurting nobody she was she was cool with it you know and I, but I know a lot of people didn't quite grow up like that or were, wasn't encouraged with whatever they what it is that they wanted to do so if nobody else will tell you I want to be a person that'll tell you that you know and encourage you so that's something that's important and then another thing I have going on right now is um, a platform that myself. Uh, and a few other people on my team are uh, creating, we, we've created this streaming platform called Tone. Mm-hmm. And it's it's basically a platform for emerging artists and content creators such as yourself to have a space uh, to have a, a community around your content and create a way for you to be able even to monetize on it more and have more value. Because we're all, a lot of us are all just throwing our stuff out for free to everybody you know, on these platforms that aren't made for your best interest and you got to pay to even get your followers that already want to see your content to even see it. You know, you have a small percentage of people who follow you, see your stuff unless you pay to boost in whatever. So mm-hmm. we wanted to create a platform for people creating high quality content to be able to uh, have a space where you're not competing with people. Everybody's supportive. You have a, a space that is your own and and like we said, you can you can add create value for your for your content more on there than you would on any other platform like a YouTube or whatever. So, and we already have several different uh, content creators and dope artists, especially some from Atlanta that are going to have their stuff on Tone. Um, you can watch uh, all of my content basically from this year that I put out. You can see it on Tone. All of the Love Fest content and interviews and performances is all on Tone. We have uh, a few other like web series is on there. My podcast, Where From Here, is on there. And you'll be seeing a whole lot more new stuff um, from other people on there um, as well. But we're going to do a, a pilot launch, an official pilot pilot launch of it next year at the top of the year. You can go now to Tone.Vision and, and see it now. And you can check it out. So it's a live um, site and platform for you to check out right now, but we'll be officially launching it uh, at the top of the year. So I'm just creating more and more spaces to not only boost myself as an artist, but other people too. So. Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh, creating your own space online because I've been looking into that. I'm like, I want an app. Like, I want to design an app. I want to, you know, have a space yeah. that I can call my own too. So I think that's really yeah. cool. And I think that's really cool what you're doing. Like, to connect other creatives all over the world. Cause I'm always, you know, trying to build my network and be more connected with other people that are either in the same industry or industries that complement me, or even just content creators in general. Cause I feel like, you know, no matter what kind of content we're creating, we're all kind of going through the same types of things when it comes to continuing to learn about that. I'm like, I had to really learn about monetizing my content for sure. That was like a whole, a whole time trying to figure that out and now I have this podcast so that's a whole other thing that I'm learning about like how to monetize and you have a podcast as well I'm gonna have all of Alfred's links down below so you guys can just go and check out all of his stuff um yeah how's your podcast going it's been good so yeah our podcast my podcast uh, is called where from here with my guy uh, B Snell we talk a lot a lot of music a lot about music I mean just current events culture Uh, you know, creativity. Like we talk about all of those, um, a lot of different stuff. So it's it's really cool, man. It, it's just been fun for me. Like it's it's really been a, another release for me uh, to be able to talk because I feel like my followers or people who 
are tapped in with me as an artist don't really hear me just talk. Like I'm not on, I'm not online just talking about a bunch of stuff all the time or just on live, just sitting there with you know, whatever I'm doing. So I don't, I don't blog. Like I know you're, you've mastered that, but <laughs> I don't, I don't do that. So I feel like this is a, a platform for me to be able to speak more of what I'm into, you know, what inspires me, uh, what, what other dope things that I, I enjoy, I can share and give my perspective on things a little bit more too. And it's just give me a chance to just kind of kick it with my friend and and just talk, you know, and hang out. So yeah. I enjoy it and I can bring other people in on that. So yeah, I enjoy it. I hear a little buzzing. You hear it? I don't know if it's something. Try moving the um, cord. Okay. Oh, hold up. A little intermission here. I don't know what happened. It was so good. Oh, oh I think that was it. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Okay. Look, sorry for all the little intermission breaks. Oh, it's all good. It's but all um, good. yeah, I feel the same way about my podcast because it's just like you know, even though I'm vlogging all the time or I'm putting out all this content, I still feel like you know, they're only seeing like a small, small, small slither of you know what goes on in my life. So I'm like, mm. let me just have this show and I, I call it Hello It's Me, I am Kay Nicole because I just wanna sit here and I just wanna be me. Like I wanna be relaxed. I don't wanna be thinking about work. You know, I don't wanna be in that mindset um that you have to be in sometimes. Like when you're working, you know, we're doing videos for brands, we're you know, we have certain content that we have to produce and it has to look a certain way, but I wanted the show to be just really relaxed. Like this is me in real life. Okay, this is what I look like, this is what I sound like. I'm not perfect, you know, and I just yeah. think it's such a cool space to create and just be yourself, like just sit down, talk, whatever comes to mind. That's fine. Me and Devin are just like talking. We're having guests like yourself here. So I definitely feel that the podcast is definitely like it's a good outlet. So, yeah, we've listened to yeah. um, a few of your episodes as well. So go okay. check out. Alfred okay all of his information like I said down below um so that was all of the questions that I had for you for our topic um I want to thank you for joining me today and sharing your story we're going to get into some questions from the squad um those questions some of them are about you so <laughs> we're still going to okay. be talking about you still getting to know you a little bit but Devin could I um could I say one thing too before yeah. just in case I just yeah. want to make sure I, I point this out too is the everything will be all right initiative I want mm -hmm. to make sure I, I shout that out as well so a uh, big part of the everything will be right project was um creating this initiative that we've raised funds and we still are raising funds for providing free therapy sessions for black creatives so and we're actually about to uh, launch the application to provide therapy for for somebody so that's going to start on November 17th. So, uh, so yeah, I just want to make sure to shout that out that you can still donate um, if you want to support and provide to help provide therapy for uh, black creatives. You can so you can support and you can apply uh, pretty soon as well. So make sure you tap in with me on that. So I just want to make sure I mention that before I go. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. If you have all the information, just give me everything I need. <laughs> I'm going to just put it out there because that's so amazing. Um, that y'all are even doing that because I know some people can't even afford to get the help that they want or that they need. Yeah. So for sure. Absolutely. That's amazing. Out here doing stuff. Okay. All right, Devin, whenever you're ready. Cool. So we got um, a few questions here. 
Um, so the first one is how do you gain quality engaging followers and not just for not just other businesses? Oh, like on Instagram. So you're talking about like actual people instead of I mean, maybe okay, so for me, like my my business page, I do have a lot of other cosmetics businesses or lip gloss businesses or whatever the case may be. They follow me because, you know, they're inspired by me. They want to see what I'm doing. They want to see what I'm posting about. Um, so I guess they mean like, how do you get actual people that want to follow you that are customers and not just other businesses? Cause in a sense, you know, if they have a business too, then they're not buying from your business, but they're still following yeah. you. I can understand that. Um, really, you just got to put, you just got to keep, you got to, got to keep posting. You got to be consistent. Um, I feel like me, my business, I'm, I'm a vendor, like I'm a wholesaler. So I need those other businesses to be following me so that, you know, people that are looking for wholesale products too, they can shop with me. Um, but it's like a delicate balance for me. Cause I need a little bit of both. Like right now I'm in a space where I do want to focus more on retail and not just wholesale. So I have to put more of my products out and post more about my products, talk more about my personal collections and not just always about wholesale. So just being consistent, making sure that you're utilizing the right hashtags for your business and you're really doing your research there because a lot of these hashtags out here for lip gloss specifically, they're they're geared towards like wholesale, wholesalers, you know, people that are the suppliers, not really just the people that are selling. Um, but utilize all your platforms utilize word of mouth, utilize any and everything that you have, utilize that. And your followers are going to be your followers. I mean, I'm grateful for anybody that's following me right now, whether they're a business or just a regular person that's just like trying to purchase something or they just want to support me. They might have never purchased anything from me. Um, and just, you know, keep going, keep posting, be consistent. Yeah, I, I would say um, I, I'm, and I'm. I don't consider myself popping online whatsoever. And I'm, I'm not necessarily doing it for screaming. But <laughs> but I would say though, I mean, but the thing is, the people that do rock with me really rock with me, and I think that it's because one, you got to add value. Like, what value are you adding to people? You know, mm -hmm. whether it's information, if it's entertainment, you know, products, whatever it is, you know, yeah. like what it, what value are you providing, um, and consistently. Like I would say figuring that out, you know, whatever it is that you want people to do at the end of the day, like what are they getting out of it and do that consistently. And, and then you can create things to differentiate. Like that's, I'm big on information. Like I want to know everybody that has, I like, I know everybody who's bought a ticket to something to mm -hmm. bought a shirt. Like I know everybody. So I want to know who you are. So you can figure out ways to get the people who really rock with you to buy into something, whether it's just, you know, texting you or getting their email or purchasing something that you have, you know, like getting fit, figuring out that next step for somebody who really is engaged with you to, to buy into that. And if they do that, then you know that they're really tapped in with you and they're not just following you or just, just think that you're cool. Like they, they really uh, are invested in you. And I think then you can really, then you know the people to really focus on. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I would say. Too. Yeah. And then also, promote engagement. Now I'm learning, like if I do a poll on Instagram or if I ask y'all, you know, to send me questions or anything, I have more people engaging that way. Um, so really like on your platform, you kind of have to make people do what you want them to do. You know, you gotta, you gotta put it out there, like what you want them to do, like Alfred said. And so consistently, like keep posting, 
post the content that you want to be posting, even if you don't have the followers that you want to have yet, like don't try to switch it up to please the people that you already do have. Like we got to keep going towards the end goal. Um, so yeah. Cool. And the next question is, what should I do? What should I do with the wrong size custom boxes that are either too big or small for what I need? Wrong size boxes. Wrong size custom boxes. Wrong size custom boxes. Um. Well, first of all, you know, everything is trial and error. So sometimes that happens. Sometimes you might not measure it right. Or sometimes, you know, it just doesn't work out. I've definitely been there. I ordered the first time I ordered custom boxes. Like I had no clue what I was doing. So yeah, I just like picked one, picked the size, tried to gauge it, tried to guess a little bit, tried to do a little guesswork. But no, the boxes were way too small. Um, and so I still have those boxes. Like I would definitely say, you know, keep them, don't throw them away because I have plans for them in the future. But sometimes you just have to live and learn. <laughs> like sometimes it's not going to go to plan. Um, and that's just the beauty of having your own business. Like sometimes stuff just doesn't work out. And I understand that. I realize that it does get a little bit frustrating sometimes in the moment when you try to do something or if you're on a tight time frame and then things don't work out. I know that can be a little bit frustrating, but I would just say, keep going. You know, you know what size not to get for the next time. So I would just say, go in and try to measure again and see if you can get the next size up, the next size down, you know, whatever it is that you need. Um, and just plan something for those boxes. If you don't have any use for them, plan some use for them. Cause we do not waste things around here unless they just cannot be used, you know? So I have a lot of stuff that I thought I was going to use when I first started my business and I never used it. So I have like empty packaging, empty bottles that I was going to use for skincare, like empty, all kind of stuff that I just didn't use right away, but I still have plans for those things. So don't throw them away, whatever you do, unless, you know, they just can't be used. But that's what I would say. Cool. And next couple of questions are um, for Alfred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so the first one is, how is it living in LA? Oh, I'm interested. How is it living in LA? Um, it's it's nice. It's not too bad. Um, you know, especially if you find if you find good people around. You know, it's 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 definitely different than like Atlanta. You know, when it comes to like the people and kind of how they are sometimes. But mm. it's nice though. I mean, it's. It's uh, it's the same temperature, dang near every day. Like it's the same ten to different ten difference, and maybe ten to fifteen degrees, dang near every day throughout the year. So it's nice weather, you know. You can do everything from ski to go to the beach, you know, in the same day if you wanted to. That'd be kind of crazy, but you could. <laughs> so I'm like, go to ski? What? There, well, yeah, well, um, yeah, you can. They have like these ski resorts and stuff. Mm. Too, as well so they got all these different things but yeah no it, it's it's cool though you know i think it's it's i like that you you can get healthier food here than some places you know um i don't know i've been i enjoy it now i feel like if you can afford to live out here then you'll probably you, you'll probably enjoy it you know for the most part that's what i think what's the air quality like out there it sucks <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> no it, it, um no it's it's i mean you get we get these alerts every so often saying that the air quality is bad today so it's like the smog or whatever it's just from all the cars and stuff so mm -hmm. it, it we they even had i saw um online like p somebody posted photos of the skyline like it, where 
post or uh, pre uh, COVID how foggy it was. And then when COVID hit and everybody was in the house and you could actually see the clear skies and all of that. So yeah, the air quality is not the best here, especially if you're in the city, I feel like it, it might not be the best, but it's not like you're coughing all day or nothing like that, but it's, yeah, I know it's not, it's not as green and fresh air and spread out as. Got as it. As, I follow yeah. a lot of people out there, like influencers and stuff, and they always talk about it. And I'm like, you know, we've been to LA one time. I don't think, did we really notice a difference? I don't know if we really noticed a difference, it's, but. It, yeah, no. Nah. I was back in like 2016 though, so. Oh, that was too long ago. <laughs> Things have changed. I mean, now. I, yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's. I don't think it's something you really notice, especially if you live here. You wouldn't notice like that. It's. It's. It's nothing you really notice. Like when it comes to air quality and stuff, it's just a fact that it's. It mm-hmm. is there. The air quality can be bad, but yeah. Yeah, it's one girl when that when I the, follow, she's like, "Oh, every time I go out there, I get sick," and I'm like, "Sick." Well, that that could happen. I've heard, you know, if you ever travel to some place that has a different climate than mm-hmm. where you're, what you're used to, air quality and all that, it definitely could affect you. Um, if you just traveled out here to visit or something like that, and you're not used to the to the climate out here, because it's, I think, yeah. So I think that could be something, but it's not too bad though. I don't think it's too bad. I was just interested. That was all. <laughs> yeah. I just threw in. I just threw in another question real quick. <laughs> So the next question is, um, what is your favorite thing about the holiday season? Uh, my favorite thing uh, is family and food. That's Period. The, the things is, Period. Yeah, I, I, um, unfortunately, out here in LA, I'm not as around as much family. Um, really, I mean, yeah, especially since being out here, I feel like I don't see I don't see family as much, but. Family and food. If you can get around your family and get a home cooked meal, then I'm I'm happy, man. And and the music, especially it would. Um, are we t- are we talking about like Christmas holiday season? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and the like the music. I love Christmas music. Same. You know, holiday music. Yes. You know, the holiday cookies. Like it's just how can you not? I mean, it's just it's a good time, man. It's just, it's supposed to be a jolly time, so I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I love the holiday season. Love it. But the food and family is a big thing. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kay Nicole? Uh, food and family. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I'm a sucker for the holidays. I love just decorating. I love- Our house is already decorated. Like fully decorated with lights, trees. It is? Yes. <laughs> oh, so y'all those people that it, when it's, it's not even Thanksgiving listen, yet. Y'all listen. got all the Christmas holiday stuff up. <laughs> listen to me. This happened, this happened in October. Like as soon as October hit. Listen. <laughs> So y'all didn't even let Halloween hit. Y'all was already wow. Okay, all right. Listen, I have a whole, I have a whole thought process behind this. Okay, promise. So I'm a whole content creator, right? So I've done Vlogmas like two years in a row, I think, and it has always been super last minute, like super last minute. And if you don't know what Vlogmas is, you know we're posting videos every single day throughout December. So it's like you can either do oh, okay. like twelve days, you can do twenty five days, or you can do the whole month if you want to. But mm-hmm. I literally like would do it at the last minute. So you definitely don't want to plan at the last minute for one, and then have to be like creating the content, editing, and posting like every single day. So I was like always shuffling around, trying to do an intro, trying to figure out what I'm going to film, trying to figure out when I'm going to edit. And I just have not been satisfied really with how it has turned out. Like I know I can do better. So I was like, okay, this is my first Christmas in this new apartment. 
and it's going to be magnificent. You know, like it's going to be everything that I have ever dreamed of. So I was like, I'm going to have to start early, um, especially with the filming part of it, because the holiday time gets really busy for my business. So I'm like, if I don't do this early, I'm not going to be able to get things done how I want to. And everything is just going to end up being rushed all over again. So I planned out in advance. Okay. We went shopping when everything was in stock. Everything is on sale. They have everything that I want. I didn't have to think twice about it, you know? So it just all worked out. So I got stuff set up and I got some content already filmed. I'm filming content like every week for Vlogmas so that I can just edit and not have to worry about it. But um, thinking ahead. Yeah, because I'm like, I want to produce a quality Vlogmas this year. We're not doing stuff at the last minute. So that's yeah, that's the I, thought process behind that. Um, but overall, I just love the holiday time anyway. So I even if I wasn't doing Vlogmas, I would not have had any issues with putting up all of my decorations October 1st. Like I just yeah. would not have an issue with that. So <laughs> I'm like... I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. My, I have an aunt that as uh, soon as the day after Thanksgiving, she got all her Christmas stuff up and ready and playing Christmas music the whole rest of the time till no, no, Christmas no. is over. So, and I am, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm totally not, I don't, I'm horrible at, about <laughs> decorating and stuff before Christmas. It's, I want to, I should do it, but I don't do it like I want to. I'm still in the spirit, but I don't decorate like that. Mm-mm. I <laughs> cannot, like I tell my parents this every year. I'm like, I no, the tree has to be up for Thanksgiving. Like when everyone wow. comes, like okay. it has to be up, you know, like we have to already have the stuff ready. So even if we do it the day before Thanksgiving, I'm fine with that. But mm. if it's not up by Thanksgiving, I have an attitude. So <laughs> I'm like, no, right. please, you know, but yeah, so my house is done early, but yeah, that's really, you know, family, food, decorations, the music, the movies, you know, I just love everything about it. Um, Yeah. I think that's it. And so what's your favorite holiday movie? Uh, a Christmas Story. I watch it every year. I love A Christmas Story. A classic. So it's just a classic. <laughs> right. nostalgic for me. A yeah. classic, for sure. Mm. They should know mine already. Polar. Look, they should already <laughs> know my favorite movie is. My favorite movie is The Polar Express. Um, okay. I watch that. It doesn't have to be Christmas time for me to watch that. <laughs> I'm that kind of person. I just love Christmas, but that's my favorite movie of life. Not just my favorite Christmas movie. That's just my favorite movie in general. <laughs> oh, got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Respect. Cool. So this um, this next question is for you, Alfred. Um, so who are some of your influences? Like it could be musically or just in general. Like who are some of your influences? Like... Oh, man. There's so many. Um, my cousins that inspire me to rap are influences for me uh not only do they get me to start making music but just in life like they're my they're like my older brothers and they just kind of always been there for me so they're definitely inspiration for me um my parents um jay-z was like a big (laughs) influence on me growing up with music i always credit like jay-z lupe um kanye west uh up until a certain point (laughs) and um uh who else common uh, but I also love uh, I love artists that uh, and people that are um, creating things bigger than themselves. Like you see, like uh, Tyler the Creator or Ryan Leslie or Nipsey Hussle. It's like people that uh, 
were dope as as artists, but they also created other things and and had a business around what they were doing and and just expanded it beyond just themselves. So I, I love that. Uh, I also love. I'm inspired by like visual artists, people who. Um, I, I I'm inspired by artists that not only can make a concert and have people line up to go see you, but I also am inspired by visual artists uh, like the Gorilla Girls or um, uh, Carrie James Marshall or just different visual artists that can put something in a museum and people from all over the world will come visit, you know, like I, I love that too. So kind of all over the place, but those are some of my inspirations. And so, um... Who are your top five favorite rappers? Oh, oh top five. You're on that's, the hot seat. Okay. Look. Yeah, that's 20 yeah. seconds. Go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Speed five. round. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Are we talking? Okay, I have to ask a disclaimer for this. Are we saying top five, like just the best rappers? Or are we just saying like my favorite artists? I guess like artists, top rapper, artists. like rapping artists. Like they don't have to necessarily be the best rapper, but my favorite artist. Just like as all around artists, yeah. <laughs> Okay, got you. Okay. Uh Jay-Z for sure would be in there. Um Common. Um Black Thought. Um Q tip is actually a favorite of mine too. How many is that? Is that four? I think that's three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Z, Common, Q tip. Oh no, black, black oh, that's four. four. That's four. four. Yeah. Not we that's all can't four. count. <laughs> and uh um uh, who's who'd be a favorite? There's so many damn people. I love Odyssey. Odyssey. Oh, I think I'm talking about the guy from um I think he's from like from UK. Or uh he's he's from um he's from uh he's from Maryland, DC Maryland area. He I does perform overseas else. though. How do you spell it? Is it O D I? It's I like odd O D D I S E E. I think. Hold up, I'm looking it up now. My top five could change any day. I'm sure there's people <laughs> I'm missing. I should have said Lupe. That should have been another person. But whatever. I'm. They, it changes every day. That's that's just who came up in mind right now. <laughs> that's okay. It was a speed round. We put you under a little pressure. <laughs> yeah. But cool, cool. And I, um, I guess since you brought it up, um, like who are your top five like favorite like people that can rap? Like I'm screaming bars, <laughs> bars. Hashtag bars. Bars, bars would be Jay Z again, Eminem, Black Thought again, uh, Lupe, and mm, I would dang near say King Los. That's how many is that? Is that four? Is that five? That's five. Is that five? Yeah. That's five. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just stick with that for right now. But that's tough. Royce of five nine would be another one. But yeah. Honorable mention. Uh, he said that was tough. You put him under some pressure. Yeah. Top five is always those are hard. always tough. Yeah. yeah top five is, like, and that could change any day. Like I said, that could change, man. I, I that's just today. That's how I feel, I feel today. You. I feel you. It's always like that. Definitely a good yeah. list though. Um, and then the last question is, what's your the favorite song you've ever made? Mm. Now that's a hard one. See, <laughs> that's, that's See? tough. 
As a creative, mm. you know, that's a hard These one. These are good questions, though. Ooh, okay. Mm, man, okay. We're going to ask my Devin favorite? a hard question like that, too, when we get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. The, the best uh, favorite song I've ever made. That's tough, man. Um, shoot. Or I guess, like, top five. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if, you, if you can't think of one. Of top one. five might be even tougher. Um, I love, okay, I, I'll i do that. I'll do that, though. Okay. Um, Suffering Silence was important to me. Okay. So that would be one. Uh, I also have a song called Plato's Cave on my album before it. Well, my second project called The Light Bulb Moment. I have two songs on there I really like, Plato's Cave and The Light Bulb Moment, which is the outro. Um. Also, I have a song on my very first solo album called What Is This Happiness? I really love that song. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll stick with those for right now. Okay, I, really, good, good. I have some other ones I really enjoy too, but yeah, those would be some top ones for me. Cool, cool. Um, I think that's, that's all the questions for the squad. <laughs> What? You're on the hot seat. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you said favorite song. What's what's the favorite thing you've ever done? What's the favorite mix you've ever made? Favorite mix? Mm-hmm. Favorite what? <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite mix that you've ever made? Uh, Let's see. Wait. Let's see how he feels about that. I wasn't ready. Tough, man. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. It's like your babies. You exactly. know, trying to choose between your children. I it's, already know. That's because people are always like, what's your favorite product? What's your favorite gloss? I'm like, y'all, I don't know. I love all of them. I, I use right. all of them. I love them all. I don't know. Right. I can't single any one of my babies out. I, know. I kind of thought about this a little bit before, but um, I know, well, I don't know which exact one, but I know one of them is a mix I made, like I think my freshman year, I was going through a little, little rough time. And like the only thing I could do was just like make a mix. So that's what I made, and mm-hmm. it's called um, "Sucks Being Awkward," and like literally, it's just like a movie with music. And so, like, I was just trying to like create a story mm-hmm. with the songs. Um, yeah, I guess that's. I think that nice. one and the um, and the beach mix I did. Mm-hmm. That was the whole vibe. Song. I miss yeah. summertime. That was like one of my longest mixes ever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I love the season, here. but I miss the summer. I love the fall, but even though I'm in LA now, so I don't really get seasons like that anymore, which mm. sucks. Uh, but I love the fall weather, but I was born in the fall, so maybe that's why. But I love leaves changing. It's kind of cool outside. You can wear your, your nice clothes. Yeah, you know, yeah fall is definitely the fashion prime time for me. Yeah, so I love the fall weather for sure. I feel like we need to give you a question now. Oh gosh! <laughs> Top product, go. No, that's good. Top product. Yep. What would that mean? Like my favorite product? Yeah. That I make. Yeah. Or that I sell. Both. Oh wait, what? I don't make everything. Well, what well, that you make, you, that, I would say. Uh, yeah. Or like, what's which? Um, like that's like that's yours that you sell like to people. Huh? Like from your brand, <laughs> what? Like you know what I mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> What'd you say? So what's the difference between like the stuff you make and the stuff you sell? 
well, I make lip gloss. Like we're mixing up lip gloss, yeah. but now I sell an eyeshadow palette and I don't like physically hand Wait, make. Out of everything that's yours, okay. like what's your favorite? Um, uh, definitely lip gloss because that's like OG from day one. But I gotta pick a color. Do I gotta mm. pick a color? No. Yeah, what's your what's <laughs> my favorite lip gloss yeah. color that I have right now? Mm-hmm. Um, this is hard. Rose. Why that one? It's so pretty. It's like it's a mix between like a pinky, but also like a like a nude, like beige nude, but it's really shiny. Super pretty, and it smells like strawberry shortcake. So. Mm-hmm. Smells really good, super pigmented, and it comes in my new tubes. Oh, look, it's actually right here. Hold on, wig. Yeah, I have it right here. Nice. So, yeah, I love it. Super cute. Well, that's that's all the questions. (laughs) Oh, that's all the questions? Okay. We have reached the end of the episode. So, I want to thank you alfred for being here with me today sharing a little bit about your story and your journey um thank you guys so much for tuning in make sure you follow me alfred and devin on all of our social media platforms i will have all of that information down below make sure you are shopping the smudge cosmetics hello it's me again collection one dollar lip gloss until they sell out people so take advantage of it make sure you're shopping crochet by k as well getting your shags and your sweaters If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, make sure you give me a thumbs up and also make sure you follow me on all of the podcast platforms, head over to Apple podcasts, leave me a five-star rating and a nice review in the review section. I love you all so much and I will catch you in episode 12.